You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For all NBA NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. Let's start with Wiggs, because Wiggs looks good. I mean, a little rusty, like his three, but generally speaking, he looks good. Mitty looks good. Um, Conditioning looks good. Defense was pretty solid. Right. thought he was good. He looks good. He did not look like a player that's missed that much time. He looked closer to the player that started the season than the one who came back off of the injury. Right. And I mean, the only thing that's he got to get back is that rhythm on his three point shot. Um, but it's the playoffs. He's playing really hard on defense, going for rebounds. You just can't expect his legs to be there on a three point shot as much as during the regular season. And we saw that last year in the playoffs. His three wasn't really like hitting like that, but he affected the game in so many other ways that it definitely made up for it. But I do think playoff time. He got to be the guy, like, because you know Steph and Clay. Steph is going to get to the rack. He got to the rack late, but Clay is going to shoot those threes. Steph is going to shoot those threes. It's got to be Wiggins, Jordan, Gary, Kaminga. You know, those got to be the guys getting the the layups and the dunks and stuff like that. Kaminga did a decent job at that. Um, and and was, Jordan was getting to the line. Oh yeah, I have no, I had no issue with Jordan's game other than a few of the, the so, defensive things he. First yeah, quarter, kinda, like. No, first yeah. quarter to close. Like, I'm sorry. Like, we need to stop giving the, the, the ball to pool to close quarters. Like, he has not. I'm sorry. He just has not. I love pool. I don't think he should be traded. I think he deserves his contract. But, like, no, he has not proven that you can trust him at the end of a quarter, the end of a half, the end of a game to close and make the right decisions. Like, that That shit needs to, to end. Right. He's a, in those moments. He's a play finisher. He's a guy, a catch and shoot guy, a uh, back cut layup guy. He's shown that he can do those things. We've seen plenty of times Steph draw two, give it to Jordan. Jordan hits the shot, right? But play creator in those moments, high leverage moments, he's just too loose with the ball, way too loose with the ball. But I think overall his game was was fine, especially offensively. He got to the rack. He got fouled. Um, I think defensively he had a few Matador moments where he could have offered a little bit more resistance and he just kind of like let guys go or just try to take a little fake charge and guys go around him. If he adds a little bit more effort in those plays, maybe he saves a bucket or two. Um, But other than that, I think he played well. I think Gary played well for the most part. He did his thing as far as like slipping behind the defense and getting his layups. He's good for that. Kaminga started a little rough, but he had a nice second half in the minutes that he had. Um. Yeah, I think nobody really played bad. I think definitely Draymond's like presence could have been felt a little bit more. 
like you expect Draymond to like be dominant in the playoffs, like in certain in certain matchups and stuff like that. I don't think he was dominant. I think he was just good. Well, he was um, overstepping Steph- a lot too when Jordan was on the he court, was. and I thought like because then a lot of guys were like just getting by or he couldn't recover quick enough, and yep, you know, like if they're if if they feel like that's what needs to happen when Jordan's on the court, then that's the problem. Right. There was specifically a few plays where Monk got it and he just drove down and Draymond overhelped and Monk just passed it to like Lynn or something like that for a dunk. And I'm like, those are the plays that Draymond never makes as far as like making that mistake. Right. It's, it always seems like he's overhelping, but he always gets back in time. But there was a few times where he just just wasn't there to get back. And he's been, for the majority of his career, the master of that cat and mouse, like making a guy think he's helping and then he steals it at the end on the pass, something like that. But he was just going way too much in on those uh, help. So I think he'll be better next game. Um, I think he'll be I more aggressive. That presence could have been felt more earlier in the game too. Like, Steph, yeah, yeah. Of course, they, were, they, were, they were bullshitting, like literally playing with their food. He played himself in, like he joked around into 30 points like plus i mean like i because i remember at like there was a point in the game in the first half like that but it was like pretty late where dre had like taken more shots than him like i just like there were times i was like was steph on the court did he play like Mm -hmm. that should not be right and on one hand you look at it you're like okay they're vets they're filling out the series and by game whatever they'll be able to figure everything out but it's like bro you got a clear opportunity to just put them away for one game just go do it like just go and they tried at the they tried in the fourth quarter the kings just kind of were too hot at that point yeah and the refs they were getting some ticky tack calls they were definitely getting some ticky tack calls i mean you get that and then you know that that's why you don't let the game get close because home court the home court team, they get a little that, 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 you know, home court cooking. That's what mm-hmm. happens. We know that that's playoff basketball. So why y'all want to now be in a game that's close like this? Bullshit. Stephen, Stephen Dre started the game a little bit spacey. Just kind of yeah. like, yeah, we're going to beat them. Like, we're going to beat the Kings. Kerr up 10 in the third quarter. Eh, we're good. We're up 10. Let's just sit our two best players, the two most important players. Lead's gone. <laughs> if they take it, if they're like, look, this is, we need to win this, like, dialed in, they should have no issue with the Kings. They really should. And it would be one thing if you were at home and you did that, because, like, you're, but you're in their home, and you're like, let's, let's let them get back in the game and get momentum. Like, it's just fucking moronic shit, man. Yeah. Playing with their food. They've done it. They've literally done it in the finals. Like, this is something that is, it's a part of their DNA at this point. We've seen it over the course of this dynasty time and time again. It's never going to not be annoying, but it's a part of who they are as a team. Um, And it, I mean, it starts with Steph, Clay, Dre, and Kerr. We've seen it multiple, multiple times. They play with their food. They kind of like lollygag because they know they can just flip a switch Sometimes you you flip that switch and the other team already got they flip they already got they switch flip so it's like <laughs> at that point one possession game going bucket for bucket anybody can win that game now you down oh one when you should be up one oh in in a pretty good position to just either sweep or you know gentleman sweep without having to do too much 
now you got to really come in game two, you know, and, and win that game. You go down 0-2, it's just not a good place to be in, right? I still yeah. pre- feel pretty confident about their ability to win a series if they're down 0-2, but that's just not a good spot to be in. So, no. bullshit. I guess we can go to the next player, though. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Yeah, I'm listening. I mean, we kind of went through a few of them. I'm trying to see, like, what's happening because I'm not, like, listening to the post game, but... Kerr apparently spoke already and talked about um, their 17 offensive rebounds amongst 14 free throws. So, yeah. Again, Dante, to me, was still, like, great tonight, and he was trying his little heart out. But, like, Wiggins needs to start. That's what I'm saying with Dante. Dante, any mistake that Dante makes, he makes some mental mistakes too, but – like it's because he's too small. Like it's only so much he can do. Even even if he's a guard guarding a, a guard, Fox is legitimately six four. Like he's a tall point guard and he has long arms and he gets up high on his jump shot. Dante just can't affect his shot, especially in the mid range where he's right there in front of the rim. That's a bucket every time. It's a bucket every time. A guy like Gary can kind of jump up high. He got super long arms. He can kind of stay on his handle a little bit better. But even Gary at some points are, is a little bit too small. It's got to be Wiggins. Um, hopefully he starts the next game and ramps up his minutes a little bit. He's one of the best athletes in the league. I don't think he needs a minutes restriction, really. Um, but, yeah, it, Dante I mean, I is don't know if the idea, like, I'm trying to understand what the idea, like, oh, having Wiggins come off the bench. But, like, you needed him in that. You needed him. Yeah. I mean, the starting lineup with Dante in it has been pretty good, but once they saw Fox started cooking him, right, the second bucket in the row that he got on him should have been all right. Like timeout, let's let's make an adjustment. At that point, he scored like two or three more times on him, and then they made the adjustment. I'm like, it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. He's cooking now. Now it don't matter who you put on him. Right. So let yeah, let let GP2 and Dante work on some of their bench players. Mm-hmm. Yep. Another another mental mistake. I mean, Clay be doing this multiple times, but there was one possession where I think they got an offensive rebound and kicked back out to Davion, and Clay like just closed out hard. And it's like you're scrambling. You don't know who's catching it really. You just know it's a it's a Kings player. You close out hard. He drives down, dumps it down to Sabonis or something for a layup. It's like. I'm pretty sure according to the game plan, you're supposed to let Davion shoot that three or at least let leave him open. A little mental mistakes like that that I think they'll clean up next game. They'll be a little bit more locked in to the details. Um, but it's just, like you said, annoying when you got the game won and you squander it away. Just a wasted opportunity. But. Also got to give. Yeah, I knew. I knew when they started going back and forth, it was a problem, and it's unfortunate to say that I can't trust this team to close games consistently. So I know they can close games. 
And I asked Steph about this specifically. Like, does he have any concern about their ability to close games? And he brought up examples of games that they close. But it's like, you, y'all don't do it consistently. Yeah. Y'all don't do it consistently. So I don't trust. I should be able to trust y'all in a back and forth when it gets close. But, and then again, they're just things out of your hands. Like the way the refs are calling the games. Which is why yeah. when you have a chance to to win it, you go for it because they're right. going to always do things out of your control. You don't want to have to leave it up to refs and, and leave it up to shit like that. If you have a 10 point yeah. lead then it doesn't matter because now they're the ones playing more desperate. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's where the game was lost. I think their execution and stuff late in the game was fine. Mostly the Kings just hit some crazy. The Kings just couldn't miss Harrison Barnes hit that three to put them up six. That kind of put the game just enough out of reach for the Warriors to not be able to make it all the way back. And you can't really do nothing about that. Like, you want Harrison to take a shot like that. And he ended up hitting it. It's like, well, you tip your hat at that point. But it should have never got to that point, like you said, because of that run in the third quarter that brought them back in the game. But Yeah, I tweet that. Like, it should have never been this close. So I don't care right. about now these heroic shots and shit later because we should have never had to be here. Facts. Never had exactly. to be here. So, you know, give credit to the, the Kings. They needed to get that first game. They handled their business, you know. Um, their fans aren't annoying. It's been, it's been fun, you know. I don't know what they're going to say about Loon now, though, because all the Loon, I mean, Loon was tremendous. I don't know if we gave him enough flowers yet tonight, but he did his thing. Yeah, we didn't give him enough flowers. He, We knew what he was going to do. They didn't know what he was going to do, but we knew – like I literally said, they've seen better players than Sabonis that play the same style and played that player well. So a player like Sabonis is nothing new for them, right? He's not going to shoot that midi pull up. It's broke when he do shoot it. He's not going to shoot a three. It's broke. He wants to bully his way to the rim. And you're never going to beat Looney and Draymond inside trying to bully them like that unless you're fucking like Embiid or Giannis or some shit like that. Sabonis is not doing that. Like, come on, let's right. be real. So I'm not right. I'm not worried about I'm still not worried about Sabonis. I do think he's going to have better games. He's not going to be five for seventeen for the rest of this series, but I do not think he will be like dominant at any point unless he has a one off game where he's hitting jumpers and floaters and shit like that. But they're going to keep him relatively in check. It's just the quickness of of Monk and Fox. They got to they got to do something about that. <laughs> they got to do something about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know why, too, I was so frustrated near the end of the game? Because, like, even though I thought, like, there were things they could be doing better, to me, like, they were not, like, um, they were not, like, settling for threes in the beginning. You know, there there was, like, a good mix of, like, them driving, you know, um, drawing fouls, taking some mid-range. So I was like, okay, good. Playoff Warriors have arrived. And then end the game, I saw like the bullshit I was seeing in the regular season. And I think that's why I was so annoyed. Cause this is like, but also that they would do that in the regular season. It's like, they would get back into games, not with the three. And then all of a sudden at the end, just want to shoot the three. And I'm just like, are y'all tired? Like, is this just your arrogance? Cause you know how good, like, what the fuck is it that like, like makes y'all do this? It really drives me crazy. It does. Um, 
Hmm. Delhi's vintage. They talking about Delhi's defense after guarding Steph tonight. I, gotta <laughs> I, gotta I mean, Delhi's playing. I think they're just trolling. No, but um, J.R. Smith's a. Oh, he said Delhi almost died guarding Steph. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess going down each player, Drake could have been better. Steph could have been better. Clay definitely could have been better. Looney was great. Dante was okay. Everybody else was fine. I think you just got to get a little bit more from your big three. Like, they were all fine, but they should have dominated. You know? Right. Fine doesn't cut it in the playoffs. Right. Um, but it was the nine guys we expected to see and no surprises. Right. Probably just a little less minutes to Clay and Dante and more minutes to Wiggins. Yeah. 